Welcome to the Mindful Moments for Families and Schools podcast. My name is Kelly Winkler and I am the host. If you are a parent or a teacher who would like your children to be more peaceful and focused, you are in the right place. This podcast will help busy classroom teachers and busy parents to weave elements of yoga and mindfulness into their daily routines. I'm excited to share these amazing tools with you and for you to join me on my quest to create a more peaceful world. Welcome back to Mindful Moments for Families and Schools. This is your host, Kelly. I hope you're all having a fabulous week. I'm recording today. It's a beautiful sunny day and I've just had a wonderful yoga class with a group of students that was lots of fun. So I'm in a great mood today and that it brings me to our topic for today. We're going to talk about moving our body and using our body movements to help us to manifest both our emotions and our motivation and our focus to achieve the life that we want to achieve or to achieve the goals that we're working on for that day or that moment even. Moving the body is such a healthy way to release stress, to gain focus and attention, and to just feel strong and capable in our own bodies. So often we don't pay attention to the movement of our body and how that movement can affect how we feel about both ourselves or about a situation that we're in or the task at hand. Our body movement really plays a role in that. Just notice right now how you're feeling. Check in with your emotions. Check in with your feelings. Are you feeling tired? And then notice your body posture. Are you feeling, are you sitting a little slumped? And then try to adjust your posture, if that's the case, and sit more up tall with your shoulders back. And then check in with yourself in a little bit and see, do you feel a little bit more awake, a little bit more attentive, a little bit more focused? Or think about the last time you exercised, whatever that form of exercise is that speaks to you, something that you enjoy, a way of moving your body that feels good for you. And think about how you felt during that time of exercise, even if it's hard exercise and you're pushing yourself. Think about how you really felt about your body and your your power. And then after you completed the exercise, how were you feeling emotions-wise? Were you feeling joy? Were you feeling excitement? Were you feeling confident? The way we move our body really affects the way we feel and the way we uh, way we find our motivation in life to do things. So for example, maybe you enjoy a brisk walk. Maybe walking is the form of exercise that really speaks to you and you feel so energized as you're walking and you feel strong and you feel healthy. Maybe you enjoy kickboxing as your form of exercise. And as you kick and you punch, you feel strong and powerful. And after you feel full of energy and you feel so confident in yourself. Or maybe you enjoy ballet. And during a ballet class, you feel relaxed and beautiful. And as you flow from one movement to the next, 
you feel joy. Whatever that is for you, whatever that movement that speaks to you, that feels good in your body, we can use that movement to manifest the mood and the emotions that we want to have in our day-to-day life. And it's different for everybody. That's the beautiful thing about it. We can move our body and whatever feels good for us. And that brings us back to being self-aware again. If we can really pay attention to what feels good in our body and what feels good for us to do with our body, then we can find the things that manifest those emotions of joy and peace and calm and happiness and energy, whatever it is that, that we may need for that, for that moment. We can use the body movement and the postures to create the mood that we want and to focus and to become confident and to achieve our goals. Just think about it next time you have to go and make a presentation or go on an interview or even just have an important conversation with someone and you're feeling a little bit nervous about this and you need a little confidence. What can you do? Well, if you've been paying attention to your movements and your feelings and you know that after you do push-ups, you're feeling strong and confident, then boom, there you go. Drop and do a few push-ups before heading out the door to create that feeling of confidence and strength in yourself. Do you have trouble sleeping? What can you do? Well, maybe you've been paying attention and you've noticed that doing forward fold postures in your yoga class really helps you to feel relaxed and calm. Well, there you go. Before bed, take a few moments and do a few forward bends and ease yourself into that bedtime routine. The amazing thing is that we are constantly paying attention to our body and our mind, then we can make the connection and it becomes easier as we practice this. So as we begin to notice what works for our body and what brings us to the goal that we're looking for, then we know what to do in certain situations when we don't have the feelings that we maybe want at that moment or we don't have the feelings that we need to accomplish that goal If we've been listening to our body and listening to those signals and those messages, then we can know exactly how to move our body to get us to where we need to to be. So it's a great tool for us to use as adults in our lives for our own emotional well-being and our own motivation and to reach our goals and to accomplish what we want on a day-to-day basis. So how can we teach this to our children and use this both at home and in our school? First, we must encourage them to have the self-awareness and the body awareness, body awareness through mindful movement. And yoga poses are the perfect way to do this. As we teach poses to children, we bring their awareness to different body parts and how we can manipulate them to create a shape with our body We can also ask them how they feel doing poses, what feels good, what makes us feel balanced or strong or energized. Yoga poses also help to increase confidence. Many poses can be difficult to hold. And as we challenge our bodies and learn to manage that discomfort, we can find confidence and resiliency in ourselves. And so can our children. So as we encourage them to get into these yoga poses and encourage them to think about how it makes them feel both their body physically and their emotions, we can encourage them to be 
more self-aware and to listen to their body signals. So I know this worked well for me as a preschool teacher. So I know that in preschool classrooms and most younger classrooms, even kindergarten, first grade even, it's difficult to get students to transition from a type of free play activity or group work activity where there's a little bit more freedom in them moving around and talking to their friends to a more structured time like circle time. So I'm sure everyone knows the struggle, every parent or teacher out there of getting a three-year-old to put their favorite cars away and to do something that doesn't seem quite as interesting like sitting down for circle time or sitting down to eat dinner. Once I began to use yoga poses as our transition, even my students who struggled with transition the most were able to get engaged in the movement and then settle down and focus for our circle time activities. So what did this look like? In my preschool classroom, we sang our cleanup song to give the kids a signal that it was going to be time to clean up and we would clean up the classroom and as the classroom became all clean and we were ready to transition to circle time, I would come to the rug and I would begin to sing the head, shoulders, knees and toes song. But instead of singing the full regular version of head, shoulders, knees, and toes, I added a few yoga poses to it. So I would sing head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees, and toes, head, shoulders, and then I would give a yoga pose. So by the time I would get to the yoga pose, most of the children would be at the carpet participating in the head, shoulders, knees, and toes part of the song. And then I would strike a yoga pose. And for those who were a little bit in slow in coming to the carpet... They usually would get excited about getting into a yoga pose. So they would get to the carpet and then we would do a standing pose like star pose. Then I would add another standing pose. So I would repeat again, head, shoulders, knees and toes, head, shoulders. Then I would say tree pose and they would all get really excited about getting into tree pose to see who can balance. And we might even talk about the different kinds of trees or if the wind was blowing And then I would add a seated pose. So I would say head, shoulders, knees and toes, head, shoulders, pretzel pose. And we'd sit down and crisscross applesauce pose. And then I would sing the end of the song, head, shoulders, knees and toes, eyes, ears, mouth and nose. Now it's time to say hello. And by the time we got to this end of the song where it was our time to begin our circle time and go around and say hello to all of our friends, Everyone had transitioned from the big movement of open play and free play time to a structured movement on the carpet where we were moving our bodies still, but we were doing it in a structured way where they were taking some of their attention and focusing it on me as their teacher and still being able to move their body. And I slowly worked them down from moving standing up to a seated pose where they were then settled in in a seated position in the carpet, ready to begin circle time. And it worked really, really well. Having the students go right from free play to a seated quiet position is difficult for many children. They're, they're, they need to shift their energy from big body movements and free freedom to move around as they wish, playing and moving, to using their energy to sit still and focus their attention on their teacher. So having time in between 
the moving part and the sitting still part to get them focused on the teacher is really helpful to use this as a transition. So as I said, they, they're moving freely about the room and then they're still moving. When I call them to the carpet to do this, this yoga pose activity, they're still getting to move their body and use their energy to move, make big movements. But they're also giving me some of their attention and they're following along and we're easing them down into a seated quiet position where they're they're no longer moving and the concept could be the same for for older students obviously it's going to look very different uh, but allowing students this time to transition to use their body to prepare their mind for the next lesson or activity is really helpful so if students are returning from lunch for example or recess and you want to get them calmed down and focused have them all get to their desk and before they sit down, do tree pose. Now, this is where you can get creative with the older kids too. I was using, with the younger kids, we were singing a song and doing the poses. But here with the older children, you may just get creative and in order to get the most benefit from the pose, you want them to stay in the pose for a little bit. So you can engage them. And in our Kidding Around Yoga trainings, we call this pose prose. So you may say things like, feel your feet attached to the ground and imagine that roots are growing down from your feet. And then maybe ask them, what kind of trees are you? Is it fall? Do they have leaves? What color are the leaves? Are they a fruit tree? Anything to engage them as they're doing this yoga pose. And then of course they do tree pose with their right leg up and then you want to switch and do tree, pay, tree, tree pose with their other leg. And then it say, imagine the wind is blowing and you take a deep breath and they all blow out to, to pretend that they're the wind. That would be a great way to have them transition from the chaotic nature of the lunchroom or the recess, the playground, to a structured lesson where you're having them seated at their desk. Doing tree pose allows them to focus their attention and to really calm their body down and settle in before they sit down at their desk. Or maybe it's maybe they're getting ready to transition to a test and you want them to feel more confident. So maybe you have them stand up and do some warrior poses. Maybe they move from warrior one to warrior two to warrior three. And, um, and they do this on the right side and then the left side. And maybe you're even having them repeat a positive mantras like, as they move from one warrior to the next, I am smart, I am focused, I am ready. And they're moving their body and they're feeling strong and they're feeling confident before they sit down to take that test. This test technique is also fabulous for all those teachers out there who will be teaching remotely this year. I know that's a struggle for, for many teachers that they're going to be facing trying to keep their students engaged as they're teaching through the computer. So giving your students a mindful movement break during virtual learning can be really helpful in keeping them engaged as you teach, you know, in a, in a way that's, that's, we're, we're not, we're not used to, and we're not accustomed to having the students sitting at that desk, staring at that computer all day. They're not, they're not going to be getting up and moving and doing group work and, and engaging with, with their peers the way that they normally do and engaging with you. So giving them a little bit of a movement break 
in between lessons is going to be really helpful to keep them engaged. So you can have your students stand and do yoga poses or two between lessons and, and with the same kind of idea that I just spoke about using the pose pros and, or maybe having them say some mantras or, you know, do some favorite poses to give their body a stretch and to reset their mind so that they can then be engaged in another lesson as you teach virtually. So those are some tips about how you can use movement to help the transition of your students in a classroom. Now, parents, parents can also use movement and yoga poses to help with your children at home. It's transitions are just as difficult at home as they are in a school building. So we really want to think about different transition times that might be bedtime. Bedtime transition is a struggle for a lot of parents out there. I know in my house it is. It takes takes some time sometimes before um, my kids can settle down and really be able to fall asleep. So mindful movement can really be helpful during that transition to bedtime. You can create a little bedtime movement that helps settle your child down and prepares their body and their mind for sleep. Again, they're going from maybe playing and, and running around or, um, you know, having been just outside and come in. They've, they've maybe showered or bathed and gotten ready to, to go to bed, but they, they've, they haven't been able to calm their body down or transition their mind to settle down to, to go to bed. So this might look like a, a little movement story time. It can, we can take, uh, the bedtime story routine and give it a little twist with some yoga poses. So instead of, uh, asking your child to stop playing, brush their teeth and hop into bed and to lay down and listen quietly to a story and then fall asleep without giving them that transition is really difficult for some kids. So instead of sitting and reading a book, uh, there are of course, wonderful, um, yoga books out there that you can, you can purchase, and use for movement at bedtime as you read the story the children do follow along and do the yoga poses but you don't even need to buy a yoga book you can just make up your own story just kind of you know and any kind of story that you want and make movements to it especially if it has animals in it or or something like that like for example you might say something like uh, there once was a giant tree and they would do tree pose the tree was at the bottom of a tall mountain and then they can do mountain pose. Inside that tree, there lived a dog. And they can do downward dog. And he had a very best friend who lived with him. And it was a cat. And then they can do cat pose. They love to be so cozy inside their hole in the big tree. And then they can do child's pose to represent the hole inside the tree. And as they've moved through that little sequence, right? They've, they started standing up. And, and doing tree pose and you worked them down to the ground into child's pose and then you can you know kind of talk to them about how quiet it is inside the tree at night for the dog and the cat to go to sleep and then they can kind of make their way into bed and feel like their body is calmed down and their mind is sort of calmed down they focused on that guided scenario of what it's like to be cozy inside their little home at quiet at night while the sh stars are shining or whatever it is that however you want to want to end your story and they've prepared their body to to ease into bedtime or maybe it's tough to get your littles to dinner to the dinner table at night 
you might do a warrior walk to get to the table. So when it's time to call them for dinner, instead of just calling them over, um, you know, and say, come on, dinner time. And, you know, they continue on with whatever they're playing with or whatever they're doing, you know, you can go over and say, come on, let's do warrior. Let's, let's walk like a warrior all the way to the dinner table. And you do warrior two and with your right leg forward. And then you move your left leg forward and do warrior two on the other side. And you do warrior two, right leg, left leg, all the way rotating side by side until you get to the dinner table. Or maybe you have everybody get to the kitchen table and do their favorite pose, standing pose before they sit down to eat. And they can do their favorite pose and, and tell everybody what their favorite pose is. Just as a transition, something fun to get them to come from their free play situation of just doing whatever it is that they're doing in, in their evening and getting them to come and sit at the dinner table, which doesn't always seem so attractive for some of the little kids. Uh, getting the kids to get going in the morning is another tough transition time. So whether you're headed out the door to school or you're headed to the computer this year for virtual learning, children need a little movement to help them. Now, some children may need a little energizing movement to get them going. So maybe you want to do a few rounds of sun salutations to get the blood flowing and to get ready for their day, right? They may, may be the children who are tough to wake up in the morning and find it um, dif difficult to get their energy moving for the school day. So you can put on their favorite song even, and you can just do a few rounds of sun salutations with them to get them moving to the music. And especially if you allow them to choose the song that might be their favorite song and um, it, it really will get them energized for the day. On the other hand, some children may be feeling anxious about the school day. They may, may need a totally different kind of movement to help them ease into their day. If you have this situation going on, you may have your child go into child's pose and imagine that they're inside a turtle shell and ask them to imagine what color is inside their shell and how it feels on their skin. Is it soft? Is it bumpy? Is it cozy inside there? Does it have a smell? Maybe they have their favorite snack inside their turtle shell with them. Then maybe ask them to begin to slowly stretch, starting with their right leg, stretch their right leg out and point their toes and then bring their left leg out of the shell and stretch that leg out and point their toes and then go one arm at a time, stretch out of their shell until they take a full body stretch. And then maybe you want to have them slowly go into downward dog and wiggle a little bit and walk their feet up to their hands to ragdoll and have them swing their arms a little bit side to side until they roll all the way up to mountain pose. And this is just just really great way to ground them and center them and kind of calm their nerves as they prepare for their school day. Again, whether that be going out the door to school or or maybe it's not even school. Maybe it's going out the door to a sports activity or, or uh, another group activity and they may be feeling a little anxious about that. Or even a birthday party. I know that um, I had that situation in my home and my, some of my children would be anxious before going to a birthday party if they weren't sure who was going to be there and was going to be new people and a new situation, a place that they'd never gone to before doing a little mindful movement beforehand to kind of calm their, their body down and calm their nervous system down is really, really helpful. So remember, 
just one to three minutes of movement can really help both you and your children get your mindset ready for the next activity or the next task at hand, the lesson or whatever it is that's coming up next in your routine. Step one is being mindful of how movement makes you feel and then using this information to help you create that feeling that you need in different situations. So think about the feeling that you want to encourage and then think about the movement that that allows you to feel that way. Second, encourage your children in your life to notice their movements and how it makes them feel. And then give them the opportunity to use these movements to prepare their body and mind for the tasks and situations. My hope is that you all learn a lot about yourselves and feel empowered that you can create a life of happiness, confidence, and calm by using your own body and your own movements. And it's a really powerful tool that that every child should have and and every parent and every teacher also it's going to help us to create that life of calm and peace and happiness that we're all looking for thank you all for joining me today i know there's so many ways you could be spending your time so the fact that you're here listening really brings me such joy. I want to thank you for joining me on this quest to spread more peace and calm in the world. I couldn't do it without you going out there and trying these tips and sharing these tools with the children in your life. Please subscribe and share if you found this helpful. And if you have time, give me a review. Your support means the world to me. You can also find me on Instagram at Yogi in Schools or on Facebook at Kidding Around Yoga with Kelly. I hope you all have a wonderful week. I'll see you back here next Thursday. And in the meantime, remember, take a deep breath.